0: Welcome to 103.5 KissF. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, uh, welcome back to our third podcast. It's been two episodes so far. Is it still playing? Okay. Did I just mute us? Sorry. Technical difficulties. No, <laughs> um, Sorry. I guess we'll start off there for being away for two weeks, two, three weeks. I lost count to be honest. Do you want to tell when we were at? Busy. busy busy okay <laughs> um yeah we have been busy and life gets busy so we've just put this on pause but we're back and honestly my mom doesn't even know what today's episode is really about i literally told her um i gave her like a snippet of what it was going to be about two minutes before we actually got started so are you ready to hear today's topic she's so out of it guys like it's Crazy. Busy. She um, is experiencing a crash from work.
1: Very tired.
0: Very. Um, so are you ready to hear what today's topic is going to be about? Bring it. Today we're going to talk about five questions you've always wanted to ask your mom. <laughs> um,
1: I reserve the right to plead the fifth. Oh
0: God, she's going to get all lawyery with me. But um, I was thinking that we could make this kind of like a two-part series and maybe in the future just add more questions. Um, So next episode, she's going to ask me five questions. She's always wanted to ask, you know, your kid. I don't want to say your daughter, but just your kid. Um, So, yeah, I feel like there's a lot of like, uh, there's a big taboo cloud hanging over these questions that sometimes you want to ask your parent but and sometimes it's like a little awkward to like ask your parent so I just took it upon myself to really think hard about these five questions I've had these questions in my notebook for about like a month now so let's see how you answer them are you ready oh boy okay so um first question this we're gonna go right into the heavy stuff so i hope you're ready to answer number one are you proud of me hell yeah okay but when you say that you are because i know sometimes you um you have your moments where you're like i can't believe you did this like that was so stupid of you to do
1: well i mean i'm proud of you to the extent that i could be right because what does I that mean? I have to remember that you're not perfect. Okay. So, you know, sometimes I think, you know, people say, well, you know, I'm not proud or, or I want more because they expect perfection. I know you're not perfect. I'm not perfect. And you're a reflection of me. <clears throat> so how could you be perfect if I'm not perfect, right?
0: Yeah. So how long did it take you to realize that? <clears throat> I've always known
1: that. Sorry, guys. I'm battling a sinus infection. so No COVID up in here. No COVID, just... Sinus infection. <clears throat> so, you know, you, I, am I proud of you, as you know, professional as as an adult or a young lady that you're becoming? Overall, yes. Are there things that I think you could do better? Are there things that sometimes I'm like, man, I can't believe you did that. Absolutely, but again, that's part of being human, right? Because like you're not perfect. I mean. I'm sorry to say that, but you're not. Neither am I. And like, that's what life is about, right? Like making mistakes, learning from them and moving on. And I feel like you make mistakes and overall you learn from them and you try not to repeat them and you, you know, keep going. And, you know, if you can do that, like I've told you before, my job is to try to avoid you making the big falls that I can't control or come back and fix. But if you make the type of mistakes that, even if they leave a little bit of a scar, but at the end of the day you can recover from, then I consider that to be progress and growth. And yes, I am proud.
0: Now that's just a follow up question. In what ways do you show me that you're proud of me?
1: You're living in my house. Oh, no. all right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god.
1: <laughs> but seriously, though, I mean what don't you what do you what do you want that you don't have
0: no I mean I'm very fortunate to have everything that you've given me but it's just I want to know because everyone has a different way of showing like affection and you know there's this thing called the love languages like you take a quiz and you find out what your love languages I think one of them is like receiving gifts um, quality time uh, words of affirmation and there's another one I forget that one but I just want to know, like, for you, what's the way that you show your love and your appreciation? And I guess, how do you show that you're proud of me? And, in, in, like, maybe I... By,
1: by giving you things that you want that I wanted when I was your age that I didn't have. For example, I told you if you get honors when you were in high school and graduate honors, I would get you a car. I got you a brand new car. Um, You know, I told you as long as, you know, you keep good grades and you keep... You know, doing good at school, I'm paying for your school. I pay for your tuition. Um, You know, things of that nature. For your birthday, for Christmas, like I buy you things that, you know, normally, you know, you wouldn't get for yourself. Or, you know, I'm not gonna say like super expensive, but you know, pretty good things. Or when you wanted a dog,
0: we got, you got bubbles. Dogs, you know, like
1: <laughs> things that I feel like okay, if you work for them, I'm gonna get them for you you know, yes, things that can be bought, right? But I feel that I show you also my love and affection, maybe not in the way that other people do. Like, I don't, I'm not constantly hugging you, kissing you, and, you know, telling you I love you. Every hold time on, I that. think the
0: the mics, hello, check.
1: Can you hear me? Did it go out? No, I could hear you.
0: I can't hear myself.
1: I could Wait, hear you. hold on. I could
0: okay. hear you. Okay, cool. I could hear you. All right, I can hear okay. myself. <laughs>
1: Sorry. Um. So, you know, I don't give you... I'm not hugging you, kissing you, and all that all the time because you're a young lady. But when you were a baby or when you were younger, it's just like your little sisters, I did that all the time, right? But now it's like if I give you a kiss, you look at me all weird. So, you know, but, you know, I, I do think that maybe I am lacking a little bit in the affection part because that's just, you know, maybe the way I am. I don't know, but um, I try to give you or show you that I'm proud of you um, in that respect, like... Try to give you things in life that I didn't have or that, you know, you don't really um, wouldn't have unless you bottom yourself in the future. And, you know, just helping you get through life, helping you be debt free when you come out of school, helping you like, you know, when you need things for school that normally, you know, you would have to buy like at a secondhand store or like used or whatnot, like things like that. So I feel that by giving you an easier life, I'm showing you how proud I am because, if I wasn't proud, I wouldn't
0: be doing that. That's so weird, though. Like, I mean, that's amazing that you get to do that, and you know, you've gotten to the to a place in your life where you you are you can do that. But, um, you know, I'm a very um. I don't know how to word it, but basically, one of like my main love language is um, words of affirmation. Like, I, I like receiving love in. In, in the form of words of affirmation. And I think receiving gifts was like my second to last one. So it's like crazy because I can see how like... Um, but do you think that receiving gifts is your second to last one because you took it for granted already?
1: Whereas someone who doesn't get it, maybe that would be one of the first ones.
0: Probably, yeah. But what I'm trying to say is like, I can see how um, how somebody in my position who like gets these gifts and stuff... How they could feel like they're like, man, you're the worst ever. Because like, why don't you like tell me that you love me? And why don't you give me words of affirmation? All you do is like replace that with gifts. You know, like I can see how somebody in my position would get that very. um,
1: But I do tell you I love you all the time. Yeah. You're going to be a text.
0: No. That's one thing we do. You you did go through a phase though where (laughs) I was like, I love you. And you're like, "Mm." and I was like, I said, I I, I love you. (laughs) I wasn't very happy with you. Yeah, at that
1: time. Yeah, but see that. It's like, I love you, but I don't like
0: you. Oh, I think we both have gone through yeah, that phase. And so I think we still go through that phase every once okay. in a while. okay,
1: Like, you know, I always say, unless you're golden, you're not going to be liked all the time. Yeah,
0: even but. by your own family members. But that doesn't I don't I, I don't want to get it confused with like, um, just because they don't like you doesn't mean that they should treat you a certain way. I, I just want to put that up. Not that you have, but I'm just saying for other people at home, like just well, because someone that
1: loves you. And they don't like you at the moment because of the way you're acting or because of whatever is never going to treat you bad because yeah. it's just a te- very small temporary like, ew, get away from me today. Yeah. You're being ugly. <laughs> As my little ones say, you're
0: so ugly. So ugly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. um, yeah. So it, it's just, it's weird hearing that because the way that I like to receive love is through words of affirmation. But even now it's weird cuz even now when you're like come here give me a hug or like give me a kiss I'm like oh because I'm just not used to that receiving that form of love from you at at this age you know I was going to
1: say we used to do it all the time
0: Yeah we used to um but then and, you thought you were grown and you had kids
1: <laughs> No even after that <laughs> no, I'm kidding Um I tell you come sleep with me sometimes and you're like no I'm like
0: you See because that's different that is like At that, it's like, for me, it's like, you get to an age where you're like, I don't know. I just, I'm a very, I'm a big introvert. I like um, coming home and having my time alone. And I know that may seem kind of like messed up for some people because some people feed off of like the the energy that other people give you. But for me, I feel socially drained whenever I'm around a lot of people. And I think that's one of the, one of the things my mom's kind of grateful for because I'm not a party animal if I were to go into a club I would give so I would get so much anxiety I would come home at like I would come home five minutes after the club opens or something but like I would get so drained so whenever I think about like you know going to sleep which is ironic because remember that I used to be scared to sleep by myself Mm -hmm. I would literally I would drag my mattress into your room (laughs) (laughs) I would sleep in your room so once upon a time I would have begged to go and sleep in your bed But now it's like, I I feed, I re-energize when I'm by myself. So that's... um,
1: Must be be nice.
0: Yeah, must be nice to not have little kids follow you into the bathroom when you're just trying to take a Even your older kids.
1: I literally got home and like, laid in my bed, and two
0: minutes later, she comes in, she's like, let's go do a podcast. Guys, it's been so hard (laughs) to get her to sit down and do this podcast. She's so busy. It's insane. Um, But, okay, cool. Next question. Did I turn out the way you wanted? No,
1: if we're being honest. Oh. You turned out better. <gasps> a lot better,
0: honestly. Really? Yeah. In what ways?
1: A lot smarter than I expected. Not, not that I expected you'd be dumb, but <laughs> judging off of me, you're definitely smarter than I was at your age. Um, like you said, you're not a party I've never had to worry about drugs or drinking. Um, you're not someone that gets, you know, that follows peer pressure, um, you know, just choosing your own high school, you chose a high school that none of your elementary school kids went to, you know, you, you like really follow what you think you like at the time, you know, yeah, sometimes they're dumb decisions and (laughs) I have to kind of stop you from it. But looking at the overall picture, I like the fact that you're not a follower, um, and that you... You know, have an idea of what you want, and you you know try to figure out the best way to get it, even though it's not always the best thing. But the idea of you actually you know going after that is what I like. Again, it's not always the best thing, and you have to scrape your yourself a little bit sometimes to realize, damn, I shouldn't have done that. But I like the fact that you're a leader, not a follower. Um, I wish you were a little bit more social. Yeah, Because I'm definitely very social, and I feel like if you were more social, you'd um, do even better. You wouldn't limit yourself. I think you do limit yourself because you're not as social as you should be or you could be. Um, But overall, yes, I think you're not what I expected because you're better.
0: See, that's so nice because I haven't heard that. I I don't think I've ever heard you say that, and... It's nice because when you were when I was little, you would always be like, "Be a follower, not a lead, or be a leader, not a oh follower." I never said to be a follower. be a leader, not a follower. And um, so to hear that, it's it's always a nice thing. And I think um, I don't know. I think you can also agree with this, but it's always nice to have that validation from your mom. You don't need it in life, but it's also nice to have it. You know, like it's that bonus of like wow, like, my mom really thinks that I'm a leader, like, that's that's awesome, like, I already knew I was one, but to hear my mom say it, that just means a lot to me, um, but again, I want to emphasize the fact that you don't need anyone's approval, but having your mom kind of have that, like, back you up in that sense is really nice to have, would you agree?
1: Well, yeah, because I think
0: no one will ever love
1: you like your mother does, you know, nobody could ever love you like your mother does, because, Nobody actually had a million bones being crushed at once to have you except your mother. So it's a very unique type of love. And, you know, having your mother validate you is a good feeling. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that if your mom doesn't approve, it's a bad thing because there are things that there's generational gaps. Mm-hmm. And maybe your mother's way of thinking is different Outdated. than. Yeah. What is now, for example, like my mother, you know, when you know she came immigrant from Mexico and when I said, hey, I'm going to go to law school, like she was so against it because she kept thinking, you know, we don't go to law school. We like, you know, married. get a job at a factory, get married and have kids like, you know, we don't come from money. We you know, that's that's a dream. That's something that, you know, she wanted to protect me from you know, what she thought I would do, which is failing, you know, so, but that was because of her own limitations and the way that she was grew up. So when I went away to law school, despite her disapproval, it hurt, but I knew at the long run that it was going to be a good thing. And now she's like, I'm so glad you didn't listen to me. So sometimes your mom's approval is not going to happen, but as long as you know that it's the right thing, it'll come because then. Even us mothers realized that we weren't right.
0: Yeah. Wow. On a show that's called "You Were Right," sorta. I mean, most mothers are always (laughs) right. Yeah. That's um. Yeah. Just kind of to add to that, like there was a a time in life where you you weren't so happy with me, um, and you know, yesterday, yesterday, (laughs) and it sucked. Like I honestly felt really um bad about it and then there are certain things where I was like you know what I'm I'm gonna do it because it, it's gonna make me happy and it's for me and if I do it like there's a point in your life where you have to come to terms with like I cannot be a people pleaser and I feel a lot of the times with our parents we're a big people pleaser like um I think I saw TikTok I'm gonna bring TikTok into this where it was like um, your root chakra depends on healing your relationship with your parents and not being a people pleaser. And I saw some comments that were like, how can I fix my relationship with my parents without being a people pleaser? Because sometimes, you know, like you said, it's like this systemic, um, thing that's kind of integrated into like, you know, your family where you're just kind of like, you have to please your parents or else like you're a horrible child. And I think breaking away from that is hard sometimes because it's been so uh, integrated into, like, families. So it's, like, you have to listen to your parents or else you're the worst human being ever. And I think breaking away from that is very, um, (coughs) very important. Um, But
1: see, this is the thing.
0: Even as parents, um,
1: yeah, there was a time I wasn't happy, but at the end of the day, you're my daughter. And, like, while I may not have been happy... I would have realized that, hey, um, if something happened to you, if you really needed me, I was going to be there. I mean, how many times has that been that when it counts or when, you know, you're in danger or something like you come crying to me or you ask me to be your mom, I'm there like no conditions, no expectations, no questions asked like at the end of the day as parents we have to put that aside sometimes we you know we have egos we're human and sometimes we just have to be the adults and say you know what at the end of the day this is my child and as children or as daughters sons you know you also have to put that ego aside and sometimes say you know what mom dad shit i fucked up you were right i'm sorry sorry of. i need you you know and yeah. that's okay you know like it's okay to say that Cause if you can't be vulnerable with your parents, then who are you gonna be vulnerable with? You know, I'd rather be vulnerable with my parents that I know, love me unconditionally than with other people that may take my vulnerability and use it against me.
0: Yeah, but there are certain things that you just don't tell your parents. You know what I mean? Like when it comes to like work or friend stuff. But like um, for the most part, it's like, have you ever been guilty of? I guess feeling like i don't need to be there for you of like you're my child but i don't need to be there for you like you got yourself into this situation yes. and how did like looking back now like how do you feel about those moments like how like what goes through your mind when you're in that sort of thought process of like
1: sometimes i feel that i made a mistake by being there for you and i should have let you go through it by yourself wow because i feel that sometimes you didn't learn what I needed you to learn from it. Because if I wouldn't have been there for you, I made it too easy, mm-hmm. to be honest. That's how I feel sometimes. And another other situations, I'm glad I was there for you because it could have taken a very ugly turn if I hadn't been that there was no coming back from. So it just depends on the circumstance. There are circumstances where I'm like, I shouldn't have helped. I, I should have let, let you. you fall. I should have let you fall because you don't appreciate what I do for you because you still keep acting a certain way you know and then there are situations where I'm like man if I didn't if I wouldn't have stepped in when I stepped in you know situations would have been very different so yeah just depends on the situation you know
0: but when you say stepped in is that after the fact that I was like that I came to you and was like I need help or was that is that just kind of a little
1: both like different situations I mean I'm not talking about just one I'm talking about different situations no yeah you know there are situations where you came to me and I stepped in and now I kind of wish I hadn't and there are situations where I didn't wait for you to to tell me I just inserted myself even though you didn't want me to at the time and I went through a lot of grief from you because you thought you were right and I just had to step in and now I know you realize that you're glad I stepped in because you've told me and I know I made the right decision because if had I had I not you know it could have been different
0: yeah I also think there are moments where you have stepped in where I was like no, why did you step in? Like, it, it's kind of like a, I mean, it's a two-way street, but there there are times where I'm like, I, I want to be able to go to you when I need help, but when I make a decision, again, I think this all kind of ties back to the, I, I want to do it on my own sometimes, and sometimes you're like, <laughs> no, that's stupid. Why would you do it on your own? Life could be so much easier if you just like listen to me, but there's like this part of me where I'm like, when I really, really, really messed up and whenever I really, really, really need help, I will come to you. But um, I'm just speaking from like a you know, a kid's perspective. Maybe you felt the same way at my age, but um, or maybe not. But when I really, 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 really need help, I will come to you. But I want to be able to feel as though I have that sense of independence where I can um, do this on my own, like training wheels, you know, like, Having you guide me, but not having you take over the situation, which I feel like sometimes moms are guilty of doing without even knowing about it. Oh because yeah, it's like it's your hard. mama bear instinct. Because
1: it's hard. It's hard yeah. to like tell you, hey, watch out. You're about to crash. You're about to crash. And you're like, yeah, yeah I got it. No, reduce the speed. Yeah, I got it. And it's like, reduce the damn speed. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. it's hard to just like be like, yeah, she got it. She got it. Because like, what if you don't? And then that what if, what yeah, if I do? And it's like, I'd rather have you be mad at me because I stepped in. Than lose you because I didn't.
0: So it's like you got
1: to outweigh the good. And you know as a mother. I think sometimes. You have to outweigh the good with the bad. And it's like. I always think what's the worst thing that can happen. If I didn't step in. And if the worst thing that could happen. If I didn't step in. Is something you can't come back from. I'm going to step in whether you like it or not. Because I don't want to later on say I could have prevented it or later on you tell me in the future you like why preven- didn't you step in exactly because you have done that when I don't and you're like why didn't you mom you could have you should have and it's like you know what now I'm just going to be a mother and if I feel that if I think that the worst case scenario could be something that is going to affect you for the rest of your life or that is not you know something you can't come back from I'm going to step in even though you may hate me at the moment because mm-hmm. I'd rather have you hate me at the moment then you make a mistake or do something that you can't come back from and ruin your life or ruin an opportunity or ruin uh, a relationship or you know whatever that situation may be. Because
0: I know I, this sounds cliche, but you'll thank me later. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, again, I think just as a kid, it's hard to see that sometimes because in the moment, it's just kind of like, Oh my God, mom, like get out of my business. Like I'm trying to do this myself. So it's like, you feel this frustration of like, let me, let me do me like, let me do this myself. And sometimes, like you said, it's hard to let, to let me do that because it's like, no, like, cause you're going to fuck up and I don't want you coming to me when you fuck up. And it's like, sometimes I want that as crazy as it seems. It's like, maybe I will fuck up, but I feel like that's the times that I have fucked up, it's stuck with me, like, for uh, forever. Like but it has a- No, it has stuck with me. Uh, and that's the thing. I know you're looking at me, like, all weird about it, but <coughs> um, it's stuck with me. And... Had I add that in? Yeah, sorry. Okay. Um, the times that I have fucked up, it's stuck with me. And, you know, although you may not think so, it has allowed me to appreciate the times that I didn't fuck up even more. So... I think more times than not, it's like the mama bear instincts where you're like, I have to protect. Like, I need to protect my cub or like, you know, my my little sloth or some, whatever you call me. Sloth, definitely a sloth. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So I guess I'll go on to the next question. This one's a little more lighthearted. Have you ever done drugs? Um... <laughs> just
1: the drugs that are legal now okay Okay. nothing nothing hardcore i
0: think as a kid you love to hear about your mom's like life before any kids and like when you were just like living your life i'm so intrigued as to like pre pre pre-kids mom no like who
1: i mean i I would i would tell you if i did because
0: you know you want me to i want
1: you to tell like if you were to ask me right now what you know, it feels like to be high on certain things, I have no clue, and I don't want to know either. Um, you know, the most I've done is, like, weed, you know, and that's, yeah. like, I don't think there's anybody that has it at my age anymore, but, you know, like, not, thank God I've never really been into drugs, or at least not non-prescription, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, thankfully, no, and, you know, I hope that you don't either, and so far, so good, because I... Um, that is one of my biggest fears in life, you know, with my children, because it's so sad when you see kids with, you know, potential. with potential, you know, throw it away because of drugs and or because they followed somebody or somebody introduced them. I mean, I've been around people that have like almost shoved them, you know, down my throat. And it's like, no, and you, you have to really be strong and stand your ground and know that. No, I don't want this. You know, like this is not for me and if you have an addictive personality and you know that you definitely don't want
0: that but see coming from from you like being an immigrant not knowing spanish i mean not knowing english when you first got here like learning literally everything firsthand by yourself and like not having anyone to kind of be the the, the guide and the training wheels for you like was it hard to reject the peer pressure when it came to that you know i
1: don't like I don't mean to sound conceited, but no, I, I don't think so. I've always felt that I've had a very strong personality when it comes to that. And, um, you know, I've never really felt like a follower. You know, I just, you know, I'm just me, you know, and I yeah. feel that when you are just you and you know you're good enough and you know that, you know, you, know, you have, a, I'm not going to say a big self-esteem, but you have a good enough self-esteem. You don't really need anybody else to validate you. Then you don't fall into being a, a follower, right? Mm-hmm. And that, you know, that probably starts at home, right? Because you need to have your mom and your dad, first of all, telling you you're great, you're awesome, you're amazing, you're beautiful. And if you if you have somebody telling you that constantly, like that positive reinforcement we were talking about, yeah, then you're not not gonna believe it, right? Right. You know. Now don't go around telling. People, they look like beauty queens because that's when you get conceited people, yeah, right? Yeah. But, you know, let them know you're good enough. You know, you you can do anything anybody else can do. You just have to try and work hard and put your mind to it. Yeah. So, yeah, there was peer pressure. And yeah, I'm not going to say there weren't times where I followed because, you know, there were times where I did follow. Where and, you were um, just like, fuck it. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, all right, let's do it, you know? Yeah. Or, you know, I wanted to be cool, so, okay, I'll try it, you know, and things like that. But thankfully, never to an extreme that... It made you know that I had to try drugs, or honestly, I never had a drink before I was twenty one either. Like to that be is what's
0: crazy to me because nowadays kids start drinking like at yeah, no. ten,
1: eleven, twelve. Like that's crazy. I mean, like, I'm sure dad let me try some of his beer at some point. I mean, but that's like <laughs> but, all you Latino know, parents. but like a typical Latino yeah. dad, right? But I to this day can't stand beer, so <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. didn't take me very far. Well. But no, I didn't. Um, I always knew that my parents came to this country as immigrants for a better life and that I kind of had to bear that burden of carrying on that that better life that they, you know, risked their life for. Yeah. So drugs, alcohol, you know, being doing stupid shit, lending in jail, stuff like that was not an option for me. And I knew that from the beginning, you know, that that's, you know, not something yeah. I wanted to do with my life. So... um you know, that's kind of
0: why I am the way I am, right? For legal reasons, she's obligated to say all- No, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. I mean, I guess this one kind of ties into the first one. Um, was there ever a time where you really didn't like me? Yes. Okay. And how did how did that feel? Awful. Why?
1: Because it makes you think, how can I don't? How do I not like my own child?
0: Is there a sense of guilt that comes with that? Yes. Do you think, like, have you ever felt it at when, like, when we were kids, like when we were babies, or like going through like that phase that, like, the middle ones kind of going through the ugly phase. The <laughs> the ugly phase. <coughs> no, it was more as a teenager. It was more Cause as when a t- you're
1: because when you're in that phase, that seven, eight, nine, ten year old phase, you we as adults know logically that their children that like you know they don't know what they're doing their children they're still developing like you can't like fault them to a certain
0: extent doesn't that apply to teenagers too though
1: but with teenagers sometimes they know they're being assholes and they (laughs) just do it on purpose you know yeah and at the and like you said that's where that sense of guilt comes in because then in the back of your mind you also know that they're also just teenagers and that they don't realize it because I know I did a lot of stupid shit as a teenager, you know, made my parents mad or probably hurt their feelings or said stupid things. And now I'm like, was that the dumbest shit to do? But at the time, you're like, you think you're so cool and you think, yeah. you know, like, I'm a I'm, I'm an adult, you know, like, I'm 18, I can do whatever I want. I don't need my mom, I don't need my dad, but, you know, God forbid you're sick or something happens, mommy, you know, it's like, come on, you know. I, till this day, I need my mom. Till this day, I need my dad. You yeah, know? like the not needing my parents will never not happen.
0: Yeah, and I I don't know how, how do you think that applies? I mean, obviously you can't speak for everyone, but how do you think that applies for people who maybe don't have their mom there, who, who don't have their dad there? Like, where does that need like, you know? Well, that's
1: the, that's the sad part, you know, because I understand when people don't have their mom or their dad or either of them right like there's a big gap and there's a big void and like who goes around teaching you things that your mom or your dad would normally teach you right Like you have to learn from society or from hopefully you're lucky enough to have a grandparent or to have some kind of um, mother or father figure in your life to teach you what your mom or dad would teach you you know and obviously I'll never be the same and there'll always be that that gap and that void which sucks. But you know, at the end of the day, you have to take control of your own life. You know, you can't be a victim forever. So you can't, you know, be 32 years old and say you are the way you are because you didn't grow. You grew up without a dad. Okay, if you're saying that, that means you recognize that that was an issue for you. So that means you're intelligent enough to fix it and stop using it as a victim. That's always been my thing. Like, you can be a victim to a certain extent, but if you recognize that. you know, I'm this way because I grew up without a dad. Okay, but what are you doing to fix it? Because you grew up without a dad, but now you're an adult.
0: So now I think fix it. I think those things, though, that, like, daddy issues or, like, mommy <clears throat> issues, I think those are things that takes a long time for you to realize that you Absolutely. have them. And then once you realize you have them, you have them so integrated into your life that you're like, this is so hard to break. And, you know, sometimes... it's hard like it's hard it's really hard to break through something like that where you kind of have that fear of abandonment or commitment issues or whatever like your parent issues like entail but realizing it is like the first step like that's so cliche but realizing is realizing it is the first step and sometimes it it takes people years to realize that they have that kind of stuff and like you can be like 50 or like 60 70 (laughs) and not realize that you have them and then you live your whole life kind of being like feeling like there's something wrong and you're irritable or whatever that that you know entails but it, it it's it's hard to realize it
1: it is I mean I'm not saying that it's not I'm, I don't want people to confuse what I'm saying to say that oh grow up and just get over it right. it takes years of therapy I mean growing up even with parents sometimes you go through shit that you're like I need therapy you know? Yeah. I think every healthy adult should be in some form of therapy, mm-hmm. you know, to some extent. It, it could be issues from childhood. It could be issues as an adult. You know, we all have, you know, some kind of traumatic issues in our life that we need therapy for. You know, nobody is perfect, like I said. But I'm just saying that, you know, sometimes we, we if you blame everyone else but yourself for things that go wrong in your life, that's an issue and then you need to figure out what the real issue is cuz it can't be everybody else. You know, it's it's always them, not me. Well, it can't always be them. At uh-huh. some point you got to take responsibility and see what is it about me that is causing them to act this way.
0: Do you think it's um I mean, I can only speak for myself. I mean, I'm not ashamed to say that I go to therapy because I think therapy is amazing and I think like you said everyone should go to therapy good or bad or I just think it's nice to have another perspective on the outside who won't judge you and you know can like organize your thoughts for you but do you think it's um do you think it's hard for certain adults or I I guess I should narrow it down but do you think it's hard for mothers to say that they want or that they need to go to therapy like do you think it's hard to kind of admit the fact that like yeah maybe I would benefit from therapy
1: It depends. Some people associate counseling or therapy as a taboo, meaning you have mental issues, right? Mm -hmm. And if you're one of those people, then probably if you're one of those people that realizes that, like you said, therapy is kind of just having somebody that has no real connection to you, kind of listen to you and give you an, an, you know, a objective opinion, then I, I, I don't. I mean, there are certain things where I'm just like, what the hell am I going to get out of therapy, right? And there are times where I'm like, it really feels good to have someone else listen to me and kind of give me their honest opinion, not knowing any of the parties involved or not really knowing the bias. Yeah, being, yeah, unbiased. So Uh um, it's like, you know, in court, you know, a lot of times people have to go through a mediator before they, you know, go to a judge or, you know, because a mediator kind of doesn't know that one party or the other, and they just listen to the facts. And, you know, make an unbiased decision. So, um, you know, I think therapy is great and I think that every human should have it at some point in their life.
0: Yeah, I think that's another thing we can talk yeah. about in another episode because I, oh, that's a topic. Yeah. Um, and then final question, I guess we'll end it off with this one, but number five, are you happy?
1: Wow, that's a deep question, actually. Mm-hmm. And I think that could be an episode of its own. Yeah. I mean, the the general answer is yes. Um, but there's a lot of levels of happiness and there's a lot of, uh, areas of happiness, right? So happiness, you know, can be from a one to 10 and areas, there's different areas. Are you happy in your professional life in your personal life and, you know, your friendships in your, um, you know, business? And there's just different areas that, and, and, you know, nobody is happy 24 seven, like, you know, I wasn't happy when you woke me out of bed to come to the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And now I'm happy I did it because I'm enjoying it, you know. So, there's different levels of happiness. Mm -hmm. And um, so, but generally in life, yes, I I feel happy. I feel blessed. I feel a lot of gratitude for where I am in life, um, considering where I've been. And I feel very blessed to, you know, have you as my baby girl, to have all my kids healthy and safe and sound, especially in the times that we are living in mm-hmm. so that alone makes me happy no, you know knowing that my kids are happy and safe makes me happy knowing that my parents are happy and safe makes me happy so there's a lot of levels of happiness but in general yes
0: I'm happy I think as a kid you never really think about or I guess as, as you get older and you realize because um, there have been moments where I'm like oh my god me and my mom might be feeling the same thing like Can't believe parents have emotions and they like need hugs and stuff. And they like are like, you know, they're figuring it out too. And I go through these phases. I think I've said it in a previous episode where I realized like my mom is raising me for the first time. Like I'm her first child. She's going through all this like transitional college stuff and this high school stuff. I mean, I'm out of high school, but it takes me a while to realize like this is her first time raising a 20 year old and it's going to be her first time raising a 21 year old and a 20 like this is all a first for her as much as it is for me so I think it's like a learning process and that's why I wanted that's why I wanted to do this podcast because I think um you know as you're as you're both learning it's nice to hear what you're learning you know what I mean yeah you're learning, I'm learning, why not share that, like, knowledge and experience with one another?
1: I think you learn as you evolve, you know? Like, uh-huh. maybe the things I learn with you, I will learn with your sister, and then the things I learn with your sister, I will learn with your other sister. Like, yeah. different times, different phases, different people, different reactions. Different stories. Different stories, yeah. exactly, because at the end of the day, we all have a story in life, right? Uh-huh. And, you know, we can definitely talk about the path of life and, <laughs> you know, um, yeah the contract, mm-hmm. and uh, what all that means, all that spiritual stuff that, that we spiritual love to listen and. to <laughs> <laughs> at another uh, podcast. But absolutely, um,
0: I think overall, yes, I'm happy. Are you happy? Oh, that's a question for next episode when it's your turn. Ew. <laughs> well, thank you for joining me today. Thank you. Oh, my God. That was the wrong one. That was the wrong no that wasn't it there you go (laughs) um thank you for clearing your busy schedule miss abogada diaz um and we will see you guys next episode and again i'll make sure to follow us on our instagram at you were right mom sorta and on our facebook page at you were right mom sorta and um yeah stay tuned and let us know what
1: topics you want us to discuss too because i think that helps um you know, we're going to try and knock out a few at a time so that we don't go a week without uh, posting them, mm-hmm. especially since we get so busy. But um, we're going to try and keep up with it. And, you know, it, it's, it's a good time to for me to spend with with uh, Jocelyn and it's a good time to discuss things and, you know, sometimes realize things that you didn't realize because you never really talk about it. And that's another yeah. topic, mm-hmm. when you should talk, right? Oh, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, with that, I am gonna go take another nap <laughs> before I have to um, get ready for tomorrow. So I hope you guys enjoyed it, and um, hopefully by then my voice will be better. Yeah, and um, sayonara,
0: bye. <laughs>